Welcome to Pathway to Faith with Bishop Steve Howe. Turn your expectations high as you receive the word from our man of God. Prepare yourself to hear a life-changing message. Let's tune in now. If you have your Bibles, thank you so much. If you have your Bibles, they gave me a foundation scripture. And to this celebration is God's divine moment of favor. And with that being said, I just believe the Lord led me to this, is this is faith for divine favor. Faith for divine favor. So in Romans chapter 8, verse 31, very familiar passage of scripture, it's the foundation for your anniversary and this celebration. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? That's enough right there to receive. But I want to take you somewhere else. Go to Psalms chapter 5, verse 11 and 12. But let all those who, re let all those rejoice who put their trust in you. Let them ever shout for joy because you defend them. Let those also who love your name be joyful in you. For you, O Lord, will bless the righteous with favor. You will surround him as with a shield. And so looking at those two scriptures there, those are our foundation scriptures for today. We're going to share with you through the help of the Holy Spirit, through the help of the Holy Spirit, releasing faith for divine favor. And hear it, hear this. I don't want to tickle your ears just to make you feel good. There's some things that I have to say because I believe the Lord has commanded me to say them. We are living in a difficult time, in a stressful situation. And because we're living in these times and the things that we're facing, we need the favor of God to operate in our lives. And hear this, it's not man's favor that's going to sustain you. It's not the government, come on now. It's not your knowledge, come on now. It's not material things or worldly wisdom that is going to sustain you. It's going to have to take the favor of God on your life to sustain you. And favor resides when you're in the house of God, or should I say, when you're in the body of Christ. Come on now. And not on the outside. Not being lukewarm. Come on now. Not drawing back. Come on now. God is saying it's the moment, the moment for my divine favor. And as you release your faith, somebody say, release my, I got to release my faith. As you release your faith, God's divine favor will sustain you during these difficult times. Yes, the news may report over a time period there is peace and safety, but don't swallow that. Understand, your peace and safety comes from being under God's favor shield. Wow. Hmm. That's good, ain't it? So let's move on here. Look at uh, nugget number one. That's what you all usually do. I'll be checking you out. Nugget number one. Well, in nugget number one, let's look at this. Let's look at this. To walk in God's favor, you must become God conscious. 
Uh-oh. To walk in God's favor, you must become God conscious. We have people that are sitting in the church or people that are sitting outside the church calling themselves believer, but yet they are not God conscious. In Matthew 6, it says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, his way of doing things, and he'll add everything to you. And then in Philippians, let's go over to Philippians, verse 4, 8, and 9, it says, Finally, brother, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are a good report, if there is any virtue, if, there's, if, if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. The things which you learn, receive, and heard and saw in me, these do, and the God of peace will be with you. Well, in God's divine favor, there's peace when your mind is on the right thing. Well, what do you mean by that? When you, I'm saying this. Make God the priority. Even in this stressful time, make God the priority. Not what you think, not what you want, but make God the priority. Let me give you another thing here. Go to Lamentations chapter 3, verse 25. Lamentations chapter 3, verse 25. Look at this. We're talking about seeking God first. When I seek God first, there's no doubt in my heart and in my mind that the favor of God will be released in my life. Look what the prophet said. The Lord is good to those who wait for him, to the soul who seeks him. The Lord is good to those that wait for him and to those that seek him. Say, I got to be God conscious. You got to be God conscious. And really, the reason why so many are falling away from the church right now is because they are not God conscious. They were, hold it, they were God conscious when everything was going okay. You, come on now. But then when there's a challenge, they, they lost their mind. Say, I'm going to be God conscious. Say that with me, church. I'm going to be God conscious. You can't have the favor of God if you're not God conscious. If you're focusing on something else, you're going to miss what God is going to do. Let's go over to Romans chapter 8, verse 28 to 31. And this is a scripture that many of us have shouted about before, and that's okay. You can shout. And we know that all things work together for the good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. For whom he foreknew, you got to catch this, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he predestined, these also called, whom he called, these he also justified. And whom he justified, these he glorified. What then, what then shall we say these things? If God is what? If God is what? If God is for us, who can be against us? Wow, what are you saying on that, Pastor? I'm saying, I'm sharing this with you. Hear this. You are predestined for this moment of favor. If you see, it said that they were predestined. 
We are predestined to be formed into the image of Jesus Christ. You're predestined. Hear this, that God has chosen you for such a time as this. How I know I'm predestined for favor? Everybody take a deep breath. Let it out. Take another deep breath. Let it out. That tells you because you are breathing right now, God has chosen you for this moment. Somebody say this moment, this time, this season for his favor to operate in your life. My God, I'm chosen for favor. Oh, my. I'm chosen for favor. I dare you to look at somebody and let them know I'm chosen for favor. I dare you to go outside these four walls and let them know I'm chosen for favor. You know, when favor is on you, you look like it. I said, when favor is on you, you look like it. There's the glory of God that is on your life. There's the spirit of God that has been poured on your life. And people will come in. Why am I following this man? Why am I following this woman? Why am I listening to them? Because the favor of God is on your life. And hear this. The world needs to see the favor of God, not just on the church. They need to see it in your individual lives. My God. Say, favor is on my life. He opened up the floodgates, and when he opened them up, he was pouring out favor. Somebody say, don't miss the moment. So understand that God has chosen you for this moment of favor. You're sitting in this place right now. God has chosen you for this moment of favor. Matter of fact, I'm a little ahead of myself. Matter of fact, if you're sitting in the house right now, if you're in the body of Christ right now, if you're sitting in the house right now, if you're sitting in the house, if you're sitting in the house, if you're sitting in the house, if you're sitting naturally in the house, if you're sitting naturally in the house, there's a favor that will come to you, will not come to those that are outside the house. Somebody say, don't miss the moment. And see, we have those that are falling away. They believe the favor of God is on their life, but they are sitting outside the ark. Come on now. The place of safety, the place of blessing, the place, amen, that God is going to anoint you, appoint you, and build you up. This is not a time to sit outside the house. And I know we got the internet. I know we got the church. Come on. I know we're out there on, the, on whatever, online. Come on now. But this is not a time to sit outside the house. This is a time to get in the house. Get in the house. Get in the house. Get in the house. And get in the house. And when I say get in the house, hear the Holy Ghost. Not just getting in to be counted. Not just to get in to be counted but to get in and push the vision, to get in and receive the harvest. You got to get in the house so we can receive the harvest. Somebody say it's time to get in. Don't miss the moment. There are doors that God is opening up to those that are in the house, not outside the house. See, you believe some, 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 okay, some believe that they can get it all at home. 
but the devil is a lie. You can't get it all at home. There's a corporate anointing, my God. There is a corporate anointing that is released, come on now, to those that are in the house. The question is, are you in the house or outside the house? Because Jesus is coming. I got to get in the house. Say this, I got to get in the house. I got to get in the house. I got to get in the house. Woo. Somebody say, I'm chosen for this. Nugget number three. Nugget number three. God's favor is on your life because he loves you. Say, say that with me. Say, he loves me. Understand this. Understand this. Just simply because God loves you, despite of yourself, come on now, he commended his love towards us, for while we were yet sinners, Christ died for the ungodly. He loves me. He loves me. That's why I have the favor of God on my life, because he loves me. It wasn't that I did everything right, minister grabbed me. It wasn't that I said everything right, done all the right things. It's just simply that God loved me. He loved me enough not to let me die in my sins. Come on now. He loved me enough not to let me die in some hospital room. He loved me enough that I didn't die before my time. He loved me. Can we catch and understand? Amen. Don't miss the moment. Don't miss the moment that God wants to pour his love out on you. Don't miss the moment. It's nothing like your wife loving you. But it's something different when God loves on you. Come on, man of God. Come on, Brother Barrett. You know it's there. I know you love your wife. I know y'all tight. And I know she knows how to, I mean, you know, she knows how to, you know, get you, right? Amen. But it's something. Come on now. When God shows up and say, listen, boy, I just love you just the way that you are. You know, you ain't got to buy me no diamond rings. Come on now. You ain't. <laughs> You're like, yeah, thank you. Thank you, Pastor. Yeah, thank you, Pastor. You ain't got to buy me another car. You ain't got to get another house. Mm, okay. You just love me just the way that I am. And hear that, that God loves you just the way that you are. That's why the divine favor is on your life. Can I get going? Keep going. Well, nugget number four. Nugget number four. And I want you to catch this. Then they, we're going to talk about Ruth for a little while here. Nugget number four. Then they lifted up their voices and wept again, and Orpah kissed her mother-in-law. But Ruth clung to her, and she said, Look, your sister-in-law has gone back to her people and to her gods returned after your sister-in-law. But Ruth said, Entreat me not to leave you or to turn back from following after you. Wherever, wherever you go, I will go. And wherever you lodge, I will lodge. And your people will be my people. And your God, my God. Where you die, I will die. There I will be buried. The Lord do so to me more also, if anything but death parts you and me. I want to give you this faith thought. Hear this real clearly. This decision, the decision you make, an action you take, you, you take today at this moment will determine the favor you will receive from God tomorrow. 
the decision you make and the action that you take at this moment, somebody say at this moment, will determine the favor that you receive from God tomorrow. Now understand, we have Orpah and we have Ruth and we had Naomi. And I'm asking God, what, why is this so important? What is the, the type and shadow on this? Naomi is the spiritual guide to Ruth and Orpah. In other words, she's their pastor. Okay? So, we got these members. Come on now. They have to make a decision. Either they're going to go to Bethlehem with their pastor or if they're going to go back to what they want to do. Stand up, son, if you don't mind. Come on, come on. Amen. This is my big boy. Knows everything about the house. Amen. Brother Barry, yeah, can you come on up? Y'all, you good? You got to ask your wife? Okay, just, just, just check it in. Okay. This is Orpah. This is Ruth. They're gallant. I'm their pastor. I'm their pastor. Okay. You see something on my life that you want to follow me, right? But we can't stay here. There's more that God has for us. I can't stay here. God is calling me to a better place. You're Ruth, you're Orpah, right? Get close, get close. Amen. Glory to God. All right. You're both crying over me. You're both moaning over me, you know, knowing that I'm getting ready to leave. But the Bible said that Ruth clung. Ruth clung, clung clean. And Orpah turned back. Hold it. Both of them are in the house. And one cleaned and one turned back. And I know we always talk about Ruth, but let's talk about Orpah. Hold it. They're both are Moabites. In other words, they are connected or they in the same heritage. And understand the Moabites, they are carnal people. Could it be that Orpah turned back because she allowed her carnality to go back, come on now, to where she came from. What are you saying? What's the Holy Ghost saying to us? This is the time that you need to cleave. Come on now. Cling to your pastor. Come on now. And I believe Orpah also went back because she looked at the difficult situation. Hold it now. Where they were going to Bethlehem, this was not like you was going to catch the metro. Y'all was supposed to laugh at that. Okay, in other words, this is a 30-mile journey by three women. Hold it. This is not like a straight shot. We're talking about they're walking through desert. They're walking through whatever thieves and difficult situation. Orpah looked at that situation and said, okay, let me just go ahead and go back to the world. Because it's difficult ahead. It's difficulties ahead. But Ruth looked at it and said, okay. I'm going to go with my spiritual God, even though, come on now, my pastor, even though it looks a little difficult to go to the next level. And understand, Ruth, no, Naomi is old. So she is old, so she loved her so much that she wanted to push. Come on now. 
to the next level. But Orpah didn't love him or love her that way, and he was willing to go back to what he thought was his good thing. Go ahead, sir. You're released. <laughs> so what are you saying? I'm saying this moment is the time to cling. Come on now. Cling to that thing. Come on now. That will release your favor. Cling to that thing that is guiding you. Thank you so much, son. Here you go. How about this? Because some of you might struggle clinging to a man. No, no, no. It's cling to the word of God. Cling to the Holy Spirit. Cling to Jesus Christ. Cling, come on now, to what God has promised you. Somebody say, I got to cling. And cling means to hang on. Somebody say, hang on. Hold on. Just hold on. Somebody say, just hold on. Wow. Amen. Amen. Hold on to what God has blessed you with. Amen. Hold on. Somebody say, I got to hold on. Understand the enemy is going to try to blow you away even after this message. But I'm encouraging you that you will hold on to what God has blessed you with. If God has spoken a word to you, hold on to that word. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but not my word. Somebody say, I got to hold on. Yeah, I got to hold on. Yeah, challenges are going to come, but you got to hold on. Come on now. I got to hold on. So the decision you make today will determine, or the decision you make today and the actions you take today will determine, once again, the favor that God will release in your life tomorrow. And it was the decisions that you made over 35 years when nobody else was around that has, will allow you to walk in an extraordinary favor that is coming over your life right now. Wow. You got to make the decision. Somebody say, I got to make the decision. Amen. And the only way you can make that decision if you have a God conscious mind. Mm. Let me go on here. I got to keep going here. Hmm. Nugget number five. Your obedience to God will open the door to his favor. There is a scripture in Genesis chapter 6, 22 and Genesis 7, 5, and it talks about favor. One thing it talks about Moses, not Moses, but Noah is this. That it was wickedness on the earth. But the word of God said that Noah found grace in the sight of the Lord, which is just another word that he found favor. But then as it describes the life of Noah, it says this about him. It says that Noah did all that the Lord commanded him. Hold it. Not once, but twice it says that. He did all that he commanded. Even, oh my God. Even when he didn't have enough help, son, he did all that God commanded him. Hold it. He did all that commanded him. God commanded him. And the favor of God covered him because the door was open to him to go in to what God had built. The favor of God. Come on now. You release that favor through your obedience to God and his word. Come on now. You release that favor through the obedience of God and his word. 
People are trying to get favor and not are doers of the word. They're just hearers only. They come to church to get their ears tickled, but they don't come in with the mindset to leave outside the house and do what God had commanded. Perhaps we don't see the favor of God operating like we want to because we have not done what God has commanded. Wow. What has God commanded? You know, when I was in the military in the Marine Corps, praying for the Navy, when I was in the Marine Corps, we know who was in the Navy, don't you? When we gave a command, it wasn't like in the Navy, like you had an option. <laughs> no, nah, they didn't have an op option. I, I take that back. They didn't have an option. But in the Marine Corps, when a command was given, you had to respond to that command, not tomorrow, but that day. When they said left face, left face was not or when I felt like it or when I get ready. Left face meant what? Today. Somebody say right now. If God is commanding you to do something right now, hear the whole that goes. You ain't got till tomorrow to wait. You have to do that now. The blessing is on when you plant the seed now. Come on now. Whew. Oh, I got one minute, one minute. Somebody say right now. God is speaking to somebody. There is something that you need to do right now. There is something that you need to release right now. There might be somebody that you need to release right now. Somebody say right now. You know, that secret thing, that secret thing, that unforgiveness, that ungodly lover, that sin. And then for some of us, it's a weight. You're spending too much time on the Internet. Somebody say right now. There's something that you need to release right now. Because as long as you hold on to it, you're going to miss out on the favor that God wants to release in your life. When? Somebody say, don't miss the moment. See, God is giving us all a chance to get it right. When? Right now. Somebody say right now. Amen. Nugget number six. This You got to hear this one. Ruth chapter 4, verses 5 to 6. Ruth chapter 4, verse 5 to 6. New King James Version. Thank you so much back there, media. Then Boaz said, on the day you buy the field from the, the hand of Naomi, you must also buy it from Ruth, the Moabitess, this wife of the dead, to perpetuate the, the name of the dead through his inheritance. And the and the close relative said, I cannot redeem it for myself lest I ruin my own inheritance. You redeem my right of redemption for yourself, for I cannot redeem it. Now, in that scripture, particularly in verse 5, he called Ruth a Moabitess. That means that. And then we had the other relative that didn't want to redeem Ruth. Because he felt that she was going to affect his inheritance. The Redeemer looked beyond Ruth's flaws. What are you saying? 
God will release favor on you despite your flaws. Despite your flaws. It's not about being perfect. It's about what God is looking at. He's not looking at your flaws. He's looking at who are you connected to? All right. Are you connected to the one that I've given favor to? Are you connected to the kinsman redeemer? And yes, Boaz was the kinsman redeemer, but our kinsman redeemer is Jesus Christ. Are you connected to Jesus? Because if you're connected to Jesus, I'll look beyond the flaws that you have and I'll give you the favor that you need because you're connected to the right redeemer. My God. Did you hear? What are you connected to? What are you connected to? Because in these days and times, you just can't be connected to anybody. You better be connected to somebody that knows Jesus for real. Come on now. Amen. Glory to God. Somebody say, I got to get connected. And the great news of this, the good news of this, you don't need another man to get you connected. All you need to do is believe in the Redeemer himself. Somebody say Jesus Christ. All you need to do is believe in Jesus Christ, him dying on the cross, amen, God raising him from the dead, that you shall be saved. Come on now. Somebody say, I got to get connected. And some of us, we done stretched our connection. We done stretched it. And he's saying, now is the moment. Now is the time to get in. Now it's the time to come home. Somebody say, Jesus paid the price. price. Hear that, Jesus paid the price. Jesus had paid the price for God's divine favor to be released in your life. He shed his blood on the cross for your sins. He's paid that price. You know what that means? You ain't got to pull out a credit card. You don't need a black card. Come on now. You don't need any money. All you need to do is just accept what Jesus Christ has done. And then last but not least, nugget number eight. Nugget number eight. And hear this, no Jesus, no favor. Just want you to understand that. No Jesus, no favor. But here's nugget number eight. The favor that God released on your life can impact generations. When you, looked at, when you look at Ruth's life, we ain't got time to go to the scriptures, but over in Ruth chapter 4, verse 13 to 16 to 17, you'll see that Ruth had a son by the name of Obed. And Obed had a son by the name of Jesse. And Jesse had a son by the name of David, which is in the lineage of Jesus. And because it's in the lineage of Jesus, guess what? Favor had to come. But hold it, the favor that Ruth received was just not for her generation. It was all those that was connected to her household. Somebody say generational favor. And don't miss this. Don't miss this right now. There is generational favor in this house. There is generational favor. And those that are inside the house will receive the generational favor. But those that are outside the house, they don't get the same generational favor. Come on now. 
that God desires to release. Somebody say generational. And let me help you real. Can I help you real good? This thing about generational favor, Dr. Sharon, is this. God has given us this generational favor, not just for ourselves, but for those that will follow behind us. For those that we come in contact with. There's people that God will bring in your past because the favor of God is on your life. Come on now. It will impact their life for generations. Somebody say, don't miss the moment. Man, generational favor. That is on this house right now. You saw it with the babies. I seen a little, I mean, just holding a little baby. From that generation to the oldest one in the house. I don't know who the oldest one but it's generational favor that is on this house. Somebody say, don't miss the moment. Don't miss the moment. You can stand to your feet. I think I was five minutes over. I'm good? Okay. I heard the organ in the background. I was like, okay, they warned me. <laughs> but thank God for favor. Somebody say, thank God for favor. For those who are out there on the e-church, the most important thing is this, and those who are in this house right now, the most important thing is get connected to the kinsman redeemer. For those that are on the e-church that haven't been inside the house and they know that they're outside the house, the most important thing for you is to get in the house. There's challenges that are coming. There's storms that are going to come. And without the favor of God operating in your life, and without you being in the house, you won't find that extraordinary favor that you need. And it all begins with Jesus. For he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except by me. I'm compelling you, get in the house. Come on in the house. Perhaps you're in the house today and you've been struggling with your walk with God. You've been thinking about turning back. You haven't told anybody. You haven't told your husband. You haven't told your wife. You haven't told anybody else, but you've been thinking about going back. But God says, stay in the house. Get in the house. Draw closer. Draw nearer. You may be in this house today. And the issues and the challenges of life has caused you to draw back from God. But it's for you to draw near to God. Wow, what an amazing message. Thank you for listening to our Pathway to Faith broadcast. If you're ever in the Kansas City metro area, join Bishop and Dr. Howe at Harvest Church International Outreach, 4300 North Corrington Avenue, Kansas City, Missouri, 64117. Or catch our services live online at www.harvestchurchkc.org. Be blessed.